It's your girls, AMT. I'm Amaya. And I'm T. Grab your wine, grab your weed, because we're about to add a little sunshine to your tea. We're about to get into the nitty gritty, down and dirty, and a little flirty. So hide your wives, hide your kids, because the stallions are out. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's the stallions. And we back with another episode. We back, we back. Of the stallions are out. We out, out. Your favorite podcast. Oops. Just admit it. Of course. Just admit it. I know. <laughs> hey, now. We know. Everybody's favorite, you know? Exactly. In real life and on the internet. You know? Double trouble. <laughs> Double homicide. Two for one special. <laughs> Twin Towers? Basically. I can't think of another one. Me either. <laughs> um, thing one, thing two? Who's thing one? Well, I guess you older, you get thing, thing one. one. Thing I get to be thing too. You still a thing? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. We need for our Halloween costumes. <laughs> Halloween's coming up. I just thought about that. We could be thinking about a thing too, but sexy. <laughs> How the fuck are we gonna pull off a sexy thing one and thing two? <laughs> I was forced to say it as a joke, oh. but I couldn't even keep it serious. Remember Austin Powers when they had full me and full you? <laughs> no, I don't. But that's how Asians. Oh, you don't remember the little Asian girls on Austin Powers? No, I didn't. Really. It's like fool me, fool me, and fuck you, fuck, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Austin Powers. They had cute little outfits, little backpacks, and this is what you want to be following. No, I just thought it was funny. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we had another, um, oh, okay. Um, we had another idea in play, but now <laughs> there's a whole bunch of, there's another group of people that are, that we might end up being with on Halloween that already bought their costumes and doing it, so. Right. We can't all walk in there as the same damn thing. I know. <laughs> that would be awkward. Um, I mean, it would just be. Well, we'd all be I mean, showing they up don't together. don't have the same costume as what we were thinking. It's I know, but I don't want to walk in as a whole group of cowgirls. I mean, <laughs> we came from the wild, wild west. We came to round y'all motherfuckers up. Wow, wow, wow. Um. <laughs> anyway, so we were thinking about what the angels. Well, you can't tell them. You guys are gonna look on Instagram. Duh. Oh shit! Go By the time that. we don't, they don't know. We might switch up. You know, that's we true. That's true. We decided today, angels. We indecisive. They don't we'll know see. what the costume gonna look like. That's true. Or we might be angels, we might be the angel and the devil. We can be the sun and the moon. Or we can be a black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of options and a lot of ways we can go. Yeah, we can be, oh yeah, we can both be angels, but one like a white angel and then one a black angel. A dark angel. A dark angel, angel of darkness. I think that one could be a, a nice little vibe. Maybe I could do a smoky eye. Okay. And then, oh, what if so you So you get black? Damn, are you mad? No, <laughs> no, but I asked you earlier. You never answered me, so I just thought about it. I'm like, a smoky eye would be cute, and then I know you like the colored eyeliner. What if you did like a like, white wing <gasps> eyeliner? That might hit. Well, onto something, but I feel like if you're gonna do the dark angel look, you gotta do the black lipstick with it. I don't want the black lipstick. I like the smoky eye look, and I feel like if you do the white, you can do like a little like silver glitter right here. Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. <laughs> Not you. That'll be so cute. It I, would. she played on my outfit for me. You know, but seriously, it would. It um, would. Well, like a cute gloss. Would. Yeah, it would. It would. I'll probably do like a nice little brown gloss. You know. I think I would do like a maybe like a 
feel like you have to do a dark lip though. A dark lip, but I don't think I want to do black. I don't like. Can you do like a lips. black into red, like ombre type look? Lip? Maybe we'd have to see. Maybe. I, you don't have to do it, but we. I think we should test it and see if you like it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could be a vibe. That could be a, a good candidate. A smoky eye, but you know what? The last time I did a smoky eye, looked like somebody knocked me out. Okay. Don't worry, I'll be here to help you this time. <laughs> we, we gonna have time to do that. We <laughs> not if we get ready in the car. That's what it sounds like. Mm-mm. We gotta get I mean, these, these plays together. I feel like being realistic is just as long as we know what we're wearing. I think we'll be fine. It's just the actual makeup part. And you know, it take me a nice hour to do my makeup. You going to do your shit in the car when we're coming to my house. <laughs> so by the time we get here, you gotta do is put the power. But I'm gonna on. be driving. Oh, you are. To hear? I mean, I got to. You ain't got to tell me. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know that. It depends. I didn't know that. That might work just so you can do what you got to do when we come back. That too, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, What's your icebreaker for us or your, uh, your, um, Sure. I got lost in the sauce when we was talking about <laughs> all the, the costumes. We've been talking about costumes for so long. We still haven't bought anything. No I'm not mad, though. We're going to... I feel like the plots will come after. I'm not even worried about the plots at this point. Let me just find the goddamn We outfit. have one plot. <laughs> is it solid? Just was last minute. The one we going to. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, it is solid. We're going. <laughs> yeah, no, we are going. Okay. We're going. That's it. End of discussion. Yeah. We're going. So it is what it is. Okay. What's something that you think our parents' generation got right, but we're failing at? The easy answer is always going to be relationships. Really? But truthfully, most of them get divorced. Yes and no, but I feel like a lot more people ended up in relationships back then versus now. This our culture, our society, what we're doing over here is more of like hookup culture. They and are. don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily think the people did it right because a lot of people say the marriages they didn't want to be in, mm-hmm. that they couldn't stand, abusive. that were abusive, that were just not fulfilling to them in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the right way. And I kind of feel like our generation is better about not letting people just treat us any type of way because mm-hmm. I'm quick to walk away for anything. But the previous generation, that's all like that's literally all I can say for them. Like, because <laughs> they don't do much right. And just thinking about how stuck in their ways that previous generation is i guess it would be the the millennium not millennial is that who it would be I feel like millennials are right after it those aren't our parents right they're like Millen- no millennials are like our older cousins okay so like our like Omar. baby boomers are them are those oh, the shit. i wasn't supposed to say that <laughs> it's okay it's anyways okay. i don't, um, I don't think nobody knows who the fuck they don't know what I'm talking about. but um, um millennials is like her okay yeah so that <laughs> and you so know then, what I meant by yeah, that. yeah 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 and so i guess baby boomers were before millennials or was it Hell something yeah. else baby okay okay, okay. Born like the 50s. okay yeah so like though i feel like that age range that age group is very set in their ways and stuck in the mindset of this is how i am even though don't get me wrong there's a lot of people that are like that that aren't millennials mm-hmm. but or sorry that aren't baby boomers but the baby yeah. boomers are usually the ones that are like resistant to change and I feel like this generation is a lot more accepting and accommodating and more mindful and I, I do get the un- I understand the whole argument behind everyone is so sensitive nowadays because that's true <laughs> I've heard that however exactly however while everyone is so sensitive I don't feel like some of the things people are so sensitive about are unreasonable but 
you that generation is just so desensitized to calling people whatever they want or saying whatever they want about people and whatnot. And yes, there's freedom of speech, but it's also the mindset of if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all. That's what I think about yeah. when I think about the previous generations and whatnot. Yeah, I just think it's hard to get out of ways that you grow up, grew up, especially if you only knew one, one way. way. It's hard to get out. Even now, my mom is like, you surprise me every year with like different things that you're interested in or things that you do or say. I would never think that you would be interested in because that's just not how you were raised. Well, not and how I was raised. It's not, she's not saying how I was raised, but it's just how she was raised. It's okay. just the flexibility that I have and the optimis, optimism that I have. Mm-hmm. It's surprising to her sometimes. And she's just like, wow, like you're really like expanding out I more than what I thought. I will say that. You are very optimistic. You think which so? I've heard that before. No, I do. I think you always keep a positive energy, positive light around you. You're not too negative. I'm definitely the opposite and I'm more of a pessimist. I try to be optimistic about certain things, but I'm more of a pessimist versus you kind of always show me the good side of things when I'm like, what if this, what if this, what if this is wrong, wrong, wrong? And you're like, okay, but what if this and this and this is right, right, right? So, um, I think... Yeah. You always see the good in situations and the try to see the good in, in, in things and people and whatnot. Versus when you know there is no good, you also know that for a fact. And you're like, no, like we're going to, yeah. this is it for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just trust your judgment on those things too. Yeah, I always definitely speak on experiences. If I know I've tried it and I'm like, no, that's not it. Yeah. But then again, something that doesn't work for me might work for somebody else. So it's not necessarily that I'm right or wrong, but just, I don't know. I think I am pretty... Now that I'm getting to know myself a lot more, I am pretty optimistic, especially with who I date. You know this. Yeah. Yeah. Who I talk to. And more open minded about I am. the people you give chances to and whatnot, not quick to write people off. Yeah, because like I told my cousins about uh Five O mm-hmm. and they were like, What? <laughs> Like they literally like tilted their head like um like they didn't expect this out of you. Yeah, like so they they went into this whole rant and even some of my coworkers was like, "Oh my gosh, like you need to be careful. You need to make sure he's not doing this, he's not doing that." And I'm like, "It's not like that." Like yeah. I think everybody is so stuck in this mindset of if you date someone past your age or what they think is past your age, it's really age is nothing but a number. And when I tell you I can have a regular conversation with him, mm-hmm. just like anybody my age, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. See, it's just literally the age yeah, and then that I, gets everybody. I also think with you, again, brings me back to me trusting your judgment and whatnot. I don't worry about you and what you do in any way, shape, or I'm always going to come check on you and make sure <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> but, like, in the sense of, cause like, they're, like, make sure he's not doing this and this and this. Because I know you know how to handle yourself. I know you know how to take care of yourself. Make sure you're being treated correctly. Make sure that the people you're around are a good energy, a good vibe. And if they're not, yeah. you're not there anymore. Um, but I, I feel like I trust your judgment enough to know that you're not going to put yourself in a situation that isn't good for you. Yeah. Um, at least from what I've seen. I think you've grown past that point. I don't know previous you would do uh, for me, uh, but yeah, you. I feel like you're past that point. And that just comes with age, I feel like, and the experience that you've had and being able to be with different people of all different varieties backgrounds. and backgrounds and age groups and whatnot and to be able to like learn, okay, like this is what I'm willing to tolerate, what I'm not, and yeah. these are the things I'm okay with and not, and X, Y, and Z, and the list goes on. But yeah, yeah. but that kind of leads into like, 
I'm actually going to jump around in our, our outline a little bit. Are we doing this today? Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, we're going to jump to peace and grief. Um, because I want to talk about relationships with yourself and your relationships with your perception of the world and how you, you thought you where you thought you'd be at this point and, and all those types of things and just mm-hmm. how you've grown as a person. Right. Um, so firstly, starting with learning how to let things go and not internalize things. That's like my first question because I feel like that also comes with time and age and just experience. Yeah. And I don't think those are things like I think it's normal for people to internalize things and hold grudges at a younger age, even in your early 20s, because Mm -hmm. you feel so entitled to a lot of things. But then once you learn and see what the world is for what it is and learn that not everyone has your best interests at heart, how do you not internalize things at this point in time? And how do you stay optimistic, stay positive and whatnot? And learn to let things go. I think for me, what I've learned and what I do every morning when I wake up, I look at each day as a new opportunity to restart. Mm-hmm. And waking up to that mindset helps me get through the day and forget, not really forget about what happened yesterday. If something like really bothered me or something like offset my energy or my mood, I try to look at it as, okay, what are you going to do about it today? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to let this carry on? Because you still have to move on. You still have to get up and do it. Like, nobody is, the world is not stopping for you to feel this way right now. Absolutely. Like, it's still going to continue. Life will move on. So, I try and think about the bigger picture. Like, what are my goals? What am I trying to head towards? Like, what, where do I see myself in a few years? And is this going to improve it? Or is this going to hinder me in the moment just because I'm feeling away. You can be in your feelings for a second about things, but life and time is still going past. And when you start dwelling on it too much, you're wasting time. You're wasting your time (laughs) when you could put all of that energy and focus into exercising, making yourself healthier. Like little things like that is what keeps me going. Um, even though there's some days where I'm like, fuck this, I need to fill away. Yeah. <laughs> no, agree. And I, it's okay to be like that um, because it's healthy. Everybody gets frustrated. Everybody gets mad at stuff. But when you dwell on it, it definitely hinders your, your focus. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to start with my positives in this area before I go to the negatives. Mm-hmm. I think a big reason or big... A big portion of why I'm able to let things go now and not internalize them as much, even though it's something I still struggle with, mm-hmm. is because I've learned that most people, if not all people, are usually projecting their inward feelings outward onto others, and they don't mean to, per se, or they don't know how to communicate themselves correctly or express themselves correctly. And I had a conversation the other day with someone, actually, and they had said to me that a lot of their anger... Or outward appearance of anger anger is their version of sadness but they don't know they don't want to show themselves as sad so they express it through anger yeah um which is yeah that's their defense mechanism which i don't think is also a healthy version either but i'll tell you my unhealthy mechanisms in a minute um but yeah i think a big reason is because i've learned that everyone is projecting and i try not to take things personal or if i can't change them i also try not to like hold on to them because there's nothing i can do now it's what's happened has happened it's in the past I can't go back and fix it or take it back or stop it from happening. It's kind of one of those things you just have to move forward. Mm-hmm. But my negative side, um, not ter- internalizing things or not letting things go. I think when anything bad happens to me, yes, I'm able to let things go for the most part. But my first habit is 
a healthier route is to go to the gym. I love to go on a run when I'm like frustrated about something and it's weighing on my mind and I can't let it go because mm-hmm. when my, my, I feel like my brain is so empty when I'm in the gym. I don't think about anything related to anything in this world. My mind, I don't even know what I think about when I'm there. <laughs> it, must be, it might be literal most random thoughts. But then my other way is self-medicating through either smoking a blunt or drinking liquor, which is sounds terrible, but I'm not like a alcoholic, I guess, so I don't want it to sound like that. But I'll be like, I had a rough night, I'm gonna go have some drinks and yeah. take a couple shots today. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna call it a day. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I feel you. Yeah. It's 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 hard sometimes and I think one thing that they said or that I've seen on um, something I was reading and said if you if you keep complaining about the same thing then there's something that you need to change about your environment okay because complaining about it is not doing shit i feel i feel that but if you change your environment or whatever you're lacking in then they're as simple as that yeah like if you don't like your job Figure out how to get another fucking job. I was literally just thinking that. You know? Figure out. And it's not to say you can drop your job, like, right now and then get one in a couple weeks. But make a plan. Make a plan. Like me. (laughs) I am planning to wait, get my master's, go back to school, suck it up for a couple years, and then have the career that I want and come back times harder i know that's the part that i think is what gets me through school and gets me through the things i'm doing right now because i'm just trying every day to remind myself these are stepping stones you have to do these things in order to get here you can't without getting here so as much as it sucks as much as i want to complain about it i should be grateful for the time here i am also the other day my boss has said to me that right now you're building your story to be able to tell later and i think that was the perfect way to put that that is literally quite literally the perfect way you are building the story that you're going to get to tell later on you're 24 i'm 22 what fucking story am i going to tell at 22 about my childhood and it's true and through your 20s and early 30s and whatnot that's when you're developing this great story to tell about your life and whatnot and then you get to a certain point where you're comfortable you're in the right place you are in your you're like your home space in a sense of where your job is and what you're doing mm-hmm. hopefully in a secure spot basically yeah. where you get to share that story of all those struggles of all those things that made you and got you to the point that you're at right now and yeah. to the a point that you said earlier about the change the job i think about that all the time because i complain about my job sometimes and i have to remind myself how grateful and how thankful i am for the job that i have because mm-hmm. i prayed about it at one point and now i have it why am I going to complain? Even when it's hard, even when it's frustrating, why am I going to sit here and dwell on things? So I try, I let my frustrations out and then I try to, okay, be done. It pissed you off in the moment, move mm-hmm. forward. Especially because I wouldn't want to get a new job. What job am I going to be at that's going to be this accommodating and nice and just... Not a damn job. <laughs> Not one. It's just me. You don't want mine. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to have to deal with people the way you do. Like the that's I. It feels like another version of like I know it's not, and it's definitely nowhere near Therapy. customer service. But oh, it's like customer another service. customer service shop because you're are. in customer spaces. You, you have to be kind. You well, have to be patient, so you have to really be needy to their needs. Ugh. And not only that, you have other people that you're working with because you are the doctor's assistant. Yeah, like you have to know what they like. You have to know the style of. 
it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of people to learn. It, it is, and it's a lot of frustration that happens, especially when you're busy and the office. It yeah, it can get real intense. And sometimes I'm like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> I will throw Not these instruments fuck all y'all. <laughs> I really be like, fuck. But it's all a learning experience, and I appreciate all of it because just today was a situation that happened at work where and I hate when this happens it was a situation that happened that I couldn't communicate at that moment like I couldn't defend myself at the moment because there was a patient in the room? no 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 it wasn't wasn't because it was a patient it was Mm -hmm. just a moment where I literally had to listen Mm -hmm. and I knew I had the right defense to to speak on my part but I literally knew I said as much as I want to say what I want to say, as far as not it wasn't my fault, but basically defending my side. And you know how you just get like, I know this is something I need to say like right now before they finish because they're they making it seem like this is all like you. Yeah. And I literally had to just bite the bullet. I said, I just said, okay. It <laughs> be like that. That okay Ooh. speaks wonders. That okay is how I know I've grown, and clearly you have grown as a person. If I respond to you okay after you went on a spiel, and my facial expression clearly says that my brain is thinking <laughs> way more than okay, it's put out this cranberry bitch. I no, because my we I say, we say it all the time. I wear my my emotions, my Me expressions too. on my face exactly. So I respond to you okay. Just know I had some for ass, but I decided to yeah. choose peace instead of yeah. violence today. Yeah, no, it is. I just knew what was gonna come out, and it wasn't like I was gonna go off, but I was just gonna explain like, hey, I had this time, and I thought I was able to do this. I called out, nobody heard me. I didn't get to say that though because they were already like. You know, you need to make sure that this is a priority first before you volunteer to do something for somebody else. And I was just looking like, I literally just said, okay. Yeah, okay. You have to. And honestly, that okay is better for you in the long run because it It takes your peace of of mind. And as much as I don't, I will let whatever, whoever think whatever about me because I know the truth internally. And you just got to choose your battles, too. You got to choose what deserves your energy, what deserves your time, your effort. And there's certain things that do, and there's certain things that don't. Because ultimately, whether you explain your side or not, it does not change that person's perception of them thinking they're right. Because I'm sure in their brain and their minds, they are. So in in situations like that, that's what I know. It's like, it's not worth it. It's it's not. It's never, it never has been and and whatnot. Um, The second part to our, our peaches and cream, you actually had... Um, something you wanted to, to add on to that about um, adulthood. I don't remember the exact uh, yeah. verbiage. Bitch, that last topic had me, ooh, had me feeling a little like, I was like, wait a minute. It's I bringing got you. back some, some fire. It's bringing some back sass some fire, man. They didn't get to be unleashed. I was about to go off like, no. I think also work teaches you a lot of restraint because you know you have to remain professional in all circumstances. And that's your paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> no, I agree. Actually, it's so funny because today I was in a work call and one of the people on that call, we had 13 meetings and whatnot, one of the people on that call, he was just, I, I get that he was passionate. What he was talking about, he was very, like, like passionate. Because I know now when I hear passionate, passionate as, 
sometimes I think it just, it's like yeah it was a little bit it was a little much much and it was like i understand where he came from but he almost he all but literally threw a temper tantrum all like on the call no, he didn't. and i i was like oh my god and mm-hmm. so much so that like we they like our my bosses and then they spoke about it separately afterwards and i was like damn like they're actually talking about like they're having a conversation about this yeah. like this clearly like was something that rubbed them the wrong way and I, I don't blame them it was kind of uncomfortable on the call yeah. and other people on the call tried to diffuse the situation too like this doesn't need to be this level mm-hmm. but you know and a part of it i can understand where they're coming from the other part i was kind of like you're doing too much right now and i at one point i turned off my camera because <laughs> your face i literally because i know you know my facial expression and then when i try not to make a facial expression oh, i bitch. literally start laughing so i'm like oh no That's and i had to turn weird. the camera off and just sit there for a second and like be like is this happening like i'm so embarrassed for them That's but yeah go ahead though read your post oh okay yeah it says, what is the most frustrating part of adulthood you didn't account for when growing up? The bills. All these fucking bills. <laughs> Damn it. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay my automobiles? <laughs> it make me chill. I don't think you do. So you and me are through. Um, <laughs> not me. We did the whole verse. I actually didn't know some of the words. So I just thought, <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass myself. No, I, I feel like that's that, like I'm sorry. I'm sure that's the basic answer, but that is the truth. And I think anyone, especially in our age range, can definitely say this. This is the time where you start to take on full responsibility for yourself. Some of us sooner than others, and some of us not as soon. And I kind of wish I was in that second category still um, (laughs) in some respects. But it is. It's stressful, and and I don't think people realize it. But I will say this much so for the young people that may be younger than their 20s, save your fucking money. Do not waste your money. Do not always. And my my little sister does this. My baby sister does this to me all the time. She's like 14. And she, you know, she got a job, so she's got, like, coins in her pocket. And she's like, oh, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. No, baby girl. Keep your dollars. Because one day, you're not going to be able to ask your, your daddy for some money, your mommy for some money. And you're going to be like, damn, I wish I saved that $20 that I could have spent on fucking Skittles at the corner store yeah. instead in my pocket so I can go to hang out with my friends and have some extra cash and not have yeah. to ask for money. You know, it's those little things. and You don't even realize it. Yeah. So you gotta pay for shit. And the fact that this is how much I'm spending in bills now and I ain't even got no kids. Oh my god. The stress would be up here. I'd be pissed off when Apple take $4.99 in my account. I'd be like, bitch, no, I need to take $4.99. Fuck $4.99. That shit is five something now. It's damn near five forty or five ninety nine. But because they told you it was five dollars, they can still say it's five dollars now. For five and I don't know if you can really upset. I, just, you remind me of the dude in Costco. Eight ninety nine. <laughs> I think it was upset. He was. He was looking at the screen. These pages is eight ninety nine. That shit was so fucking. Y'all just funny. had to be there. That was the way he said, and he yeah. sat there, and then he went back and forth from both sides. <laughs> I, and, and that shit was funny. Yeah. And I'm even mad at him now that I really think about it because eight ninety nine. We in Costco, right? <laughs> together no but like that ass though like the it just you really don't realize how much money you're gonna spend in bills until you become an adult and you have to assume all these bills everything is and i just feel like especially right now i mean i'm grateful for the timing of how it happened because if i would have gotten a car sooner than when i did 
where the fuck was I finding money to pay a car payment and car insurance? Out of my ass, I would have literally had been selling some Gucci. I would have been having to sell something because there ain't no other crazy girls. (laughs) (laughs) Or cheetahs. Deja vu. (laughs) Um, No, I would have dead out. Like, there's no way in hell. But, like, now, I mean, assuming those bills all at once was a lot, but we're just going to be grateful for the place and the time to timing working out. In sync, <laughs> perfectly. Every boy. single time, he is Won't so he do good. It? He will, cause my, and my mom said that to me too. And cause I guess I, I you know, me, my anxious self, my anxious thoughts, they're they they get spoken out loud. I'm not afraid to talk about my anxiety. Anxious ass person, my anxious self, my anxious thoughts. No, it'd be like that. But I, I think I was crying to my mom one day on the phone about like, mom, like I don't know how to figure this. Like, what am I gonna do? I can't. Like, I'm stuck in this little cycle. I need to get a job, but I don't have a car. But I can't get a car without the job. It was just that work. And she was like, Why are you stressing? That was the first. Why are you stressing? Because you still have somewhere to lay your head. You, exactly. You still have food in your mouth. And everything else. Basic. And on top of that, she was like, every single time you think you're not going to make it, you're not going to pay your bills, mm-hmm. I promise you God will provide a way. You, mm-hmm. you, you'll you forget about something you requested right. a refund fund, and it'll pop yeah. in your account. And you're like, oh, I can go pay my phone bill. Right. Or X, Y. Every, and, and without a doubt, without a fail, every single time, it has always come through the lord be god, looking the fuck out bro, sorry that was no. probably shouldn't use the fuck and then god in the same sentence but whatever you did um, earlier <laughs> yeah jesus christ hey what'd you say god damn <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is just too much all at costco oh i was like i think looking at snacks <laughs> I don't know. We walked around Costco for a fat minute. We went up and down. She was happy as hell. I was. I was having a good ass time. And just seeing everything about just made me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, like God will do it every time. Your bills will always get paid. And even if they don't get paid on time, you get one little minor late fee. Granted, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Thank God. But like, life keeps going. And and I think that's another thing to remember. When we talked about it, life keeps going. It does not stop because you had a minor inconvenience. It does not stop. And in some respects, it's a good thing. It keeps going. It's not like it's the if all be all. If you don't, right. it's not you like don't have it right today. Because you didn't pay your goddamn phone bill. Yeah. You know? And they're not probably going to cut your phone off until the next month when they're like, all right, now you got two bills on pay, bitch. Maybe. But like little things like that, it's like it's not even worth the stress. It's not worth the extra thoughts or the the extra pressure you put on yourself. And I think that's a big thing about our age range and our like generation is that we put such unrealistic expectations on where we need to be, where we want to be. And while having a plan is great, you need to have a loose, I would say a loose plan is necessary. Having a general idea of where you want to go is great without planning it to a T. Because when you plan things to a T, then you get disappointed when you don't hit certain milestones, you don't hit certain marks. I feel like making specific goals is necessary, but, but general specific goals. Saying I want a car is a good enough and that I'm going to work towards a car throughout this year. And by the end of this year, I'll get a car is good enough. Instead of you saying, I need a car by March of 2022. Or and then when it doesn't happen. Specific, like, yeah. I need an Audi by this year. This year. Because I, I just knew. I knew by this age. Well, I, I did get what I want. I did get my, my place. I do have my own place. I do have a car. I do have a job. Am I making what I want? No. Um, cause by now I thought I was going to be like in a high rise. Um, I thought I was going to be married with kids. Driving. Yeah. I thought I was going to be engaged by now. I could have. 
Exactly. Um, I could have. That's the funny part, too. I really could have. We could have really been, been pregnant. Point, but you know what? You thought you would have been engaged by now. I thought I would have been married with kids. And while we both could have had those things very easily, very easily our lives would have, we would have never We met. realized, exactly. And now we've realized now that we don't have those things. Oh, my didn't. Goodness. I wouldn't want that right now. I wouldn't want to be married stressed. with kids. Right? Exactly. You wouldn't want to be engaged right yes. now, necessarily. It's Sometimes it takes that disappointment of not hitting certain goals and milestones in life to realize... That those aren't things you really wanted in the first yeah. place. It, I think if it was nice. meant to be, it would have happened. Yes. And every time I think something is meant to be, like I just get sent, like God puts me in another path and is like, no, you're mm. you're losing focus. focus. This is where like, you're meant to be. Yeah. Let's go here. Like, go along, go ahead and go back over there, like I told you. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I first moved out, even like last year, up in even beginning of this year mm-hmm. I was so in my head about did I really make the right decision by moving to LA did I make the right choice by uprooting my whole entire life and moving across oh like was gosh. this realistic no and it was and it was such a because it's like going back home felt like being a failure and I didn't want to be yeah. a failure and, and, and it's not it doesn't mean you're a failure however I just it's that's how we internalize it it goes back to setting unrealistic like expectations also it is it was like as long as like I felt guilty like did I make the right decision did I just fuck up my whole track for no reason and now literally today sitting here i can genuinely say that that was just god putting me right where i need to be the way it happened the way how quickly how sure of it i was Mm -hmm. and then because i was so sure when i made the decision and bought the tickets and did all this stuff that's why i felt so guilty at first because like i was so sure here and now i'm questioning things and it's like god is just looking at me like (laughs) it just got a little bit more difficult you're still you should be just as sure as you were then as you will down yeah. you know and now seeing how the pieces are slowly falling into the place it's like okay I can wrap my head around and be like no I definitely made the right decision this is where I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to meet this person yeah. I'm supposed to, to be in this space with this person and like work for these people. people yeah it's crazy because you literally when you put your mind to something you literally can get exactly that and when I I didn't imagine this is where I would live, mm-hmm. but I literally got what I asked for. You did, and then we could play. <laughs> and then I could play. Yeah. Bitch, I literally have like I'm blessed to have a two bedroom. Not everybody can have that, right especially now. in LA. In fucking LA, a two bedroom. I'm by myself. By yourself. <laughs> um, it's not like you got a two bedroom. Yeah, but, no. but it's not like you got a two bedroom with a, a roommate helping exactly. you. No, it's it's not like I'm living in bedroom. a studio. It's a house. It's it's damn, yeah. yeah, it's definitely like a little. It's a little unit, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just like sometimes I really have to sit and be like, wow, like this is reflect. This is a reflection of what I wanted, which and I got it. Yeah, no, and which I think, and we did this, and it's, again, it's so crazy how this all works out, because at the beginning of the summer, we both said to each other, this isn't, like, we had fun last summer, and we haven't even, we didn't even do anything together really this summer, but we we oh said at the beginning of the summer, we did it, we didn't take a trip, this year we didn't do anything, I know, we was, but we both said at the beginning of the summer, and I said this loosely, and when I say loosely, I had no idea where I was going to take it, how I was going to make it happen, I said loosely, this isn't going to be a summer of just pure fun, like, we're gonna have Working. to make some sacrifices. We're gonna have to get jobs. We're gonna have to do this. We're gonna have to and, and not get, just get jobs, but get better paying jobs on top of that. And somehow, that's exactly in the end, the that is happened. exactly what the fuck happened. And you say you was gonna get a car. You got a fucking car. I know that was one of my goals. It's, like, it makes you writing down your goals too. I, I putting pen to paper. It kind of solidifies that that manifestation along with the prayers, along with the action and work behind it. 
and and writing down those goals also and going back and looking at the goals you set because you forget especially when you write a lot of them i wrote like 20 plus goals for this year and i can confidently say that i've probably hit at least half of them at this point and even if you don't hit all it's still it's nice to go back and reflect and be like i wanted this i wanted this i wanted this and look where i am and look how you got it yeah and just be grateful it, yeah. it helps it helps to go back and to remind yourself because then it you don't take it for granted as much you're more thankful for it and you you're, you actively say it, you express it in any way and shape and form that is so crazy i'm so proud of us i am too like so much growth even in this past year of knowing year year and a half of knowing each other like we've grown so, we so much much but it just proves further to me the right timing right place for things for to happen yeah and whatnot yeah and the way i found you in the time frame that you were in the mindset you were in at that time and we were both kind of in the same, same transition yeah of like i think it was our way of entering adulthood in a way like, it was like us leaving the old behind and kind of coming into the new but not leaving too much literally because you you were literally coming from florida i was coming back from lancaster we both had just graduated too we did we graduated at the same time that's we so did. crazy how math like how we things worked did. out we did we graduated at the same time and didn't even know each other yet not at all and then like you know i was going through something at that time you were transitioning to something new like it was just a lot of transitioning happening and we were like in the midst of each other's transition I think that's what I brought us helped. close. Yeah, it's because we had a way to relate without even realizing it. Yeah, and we were just experiencing we this were new journey through shit of life it's together. The same time, yeah. just different shit. It's the synergies, but it, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And yeah, I don't believe in coincidences. They're just little reminders to let you know you're in the right place at the right time. All yeah. those little things, all yeah. those other things. So, and now she's my sunshine. I know. <laughs> Oh my but God. I'm gonna <laughs> double back. <laughs> oh my God! I skipped two things, bitch. We've only got three. We only got what's the TT? Let me get the TT. Yes, what's the TT? Oh okay. my God! We're 36 minutes in, and I we've know. only done one topic. So y'all getting some good talk today? Yeah, we didn't are. even talk about dick. Exactly. <laughs> like you know, we got some good talk today. Y'all gonna have a long episode, right? Probably. Y'all gonna be alright. Y'all gonna be alright. <laughs> but what's the TT? Put us on beat. Let us know what's happening. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but um, so I was low key a little surprised. Well, no, I wasn't surprised by the person who initiated this, but the White Lives no Matter. Um, supposedly, Lauren Hill's daughter had supported the movement in wearing the shirt White Lives Matter. What does that even mean? Did we talk about the that at all? The White Lives Matter shirt? No, we haven't. Okay, no, I don't even know where that stems from. Like, so, based on. I'm going to say this much, and I think it's a very logical thought process, and it was something that we actually talked about in other places, too. I won't say where, but we talked about this, and, and from the, the people that I've spoken to, I, I'm trying to be vague. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's more of, and I kind of agree with this, and this is kind of along the lines of what I was thinking when it happened, because I, I know that, I don't know anything, actually, but however, long story short... I, I think what he was trying to say with the message of White Lives Matter was not necessarily to push the White Lives Matter movement, but more so to state the obvious and be like, White Lives Matter because the black ones never did. Or they all, and basically said they've always mattered. Of course they matter. We know they matter. But it's to kind of, and you saw how this made it to Fox News. None of the white people gave him any pushback on his White Lives Matter t-shirt they didn't come back saying all lives matter they didn't come back with none of that bs and all but when we said black lives matter 
they came back with X, Y, and Z, all lives matter, yada, 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 why, like, you know, and it kind of made it into something that was, that it wasn't and, and whatnot. So I feel like him putting this on a t-shirt and saying it was more so to make a statement and look at how these people respond. And it was something I listened to one of his interviews. He had actually started to kind of say that. And then they said something else to him and then he diverted to something else. And I'm like, God damn it. You could have just cleared this up in two seconds with what you were saying before. And then you went into something else. But I don't think it was to to say that white lives actually matter. Not that they don't, but I don't think it was to say that those matter and ours don't or anyone else's doesn't. It was more so to call attention to see how this is, how people respond to this. And it's obvious, they've always mattered. That's the problem, is that those are the only ones that do matter rather than ours mattering as well. Yeah, so my only issue with the that whole thing is just, I just I I'm sorry like recently I just haven't been able to relate to him on that that level of how he thinks because without somebody explaining it that that way to me I would never understand and it most that people way. don't and I, I think you need to have context around who he is and how his brain operates too to really understand that and most people don't but okay but the 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 problem lies is where perception is everything okay and knowing that you're going to get this type of reaction from of course mostly black people mm -hmm. i i think it's I still think it's, it's very us, it's very it is but it's it's very tricky and it's very touchy subject for you to just kind of throw out there and hope but that's who he is i i understand that but controversial i understand that but it sometimes it just seems like it's more of a a platform thing because he can do it and okay. I, that attitude to me is used very loosely and while this is a free country and you can have freedom of speech i just think he has a way of doing it that is very very um it's like a thin line yeah between okay i can kind of see where your real concept is coming from but you're not presenting it in a way where it's confident enough for us to feel confident. Well, clearly it was confident. Lauren Hill felt confident about her. <laughs> her daughter. Her daughter, sorry. Lauren Hill's daughter felt confident enough about it um, to put it on. But I, I agree with what you're saying entirely, except for one part. You said it was all about perception. And while I feel like... I don't think everything is all about perception because you can, and, and in all ways, and I think the example I'm going to use, and this is probably not the best example, but this is the first thing that came to my head, you can look at someone and think they're a regular, degular ass person and what they're wearing and what they've got on. They got some Crocs on, some sweats, yada, yada, yada. And this is a fucking billionaire. You can be perceived as one thing or even like I, I see, and, and even me, I, I see what I look like before I put my makeup on. And then when I go out, I look one way and then I, I, I my, the perception I give to the world is that I'm this perfect, like little cute being that's got her hair done all the time and puts her face on and in reality and 99% of the time I probably no makeup glasses hair not even brush sweatpants you know like type vibe so I don't think perception is everything and perception is always deceiving and it, it continues to be I think that's something that we're taught and that we think perception is everything and that's a big reason why everyone cares about what everyone else is doing and cares about whatever what everyone else thinks and I kind of like that he doesn't care what anyone else thinks what he has to say and it doesn't take away from what you said, and I don't, or at least I don't mean it to take away from what you said. But I, I, in a way, I kind of enjoy 
that small portion. I do believe he is too controversial sometimes, and some things just are unnecessary in, in certain aspects, or the way he goes about doing things aren't always the best. But I do love that he doesn't care about what other people perceive him as or other people's perception of him. He's still going to be himself in every step of the way. And if part of it was this White Lives Matter shit, well, go ahead and stir the pot, sir. But I, I do say, think it says a lot about us black people not pulling up with the wall lives matter type argument and shit. And not that we'd ever use it because why would we use the argument that the oppressors used on us? When, you know, because it's not, that's not who we are. And mm -hmm. it doesn't help the situation either. Um, he did get backlash from us, though, clearly. But um, yeah. not in the same... I, I feel like it was handled much differently on our front. Yeah, and Maybe that's because our voices are always silenced because, again, white lives matter and <laughs> black lives never did, apparently. Um, even though we, we try our best to push that agenda and, and make it clear that they do matter, um, I can see where he's coming from in that, that respect. Yeah, and I guess maybe perception is not the word I choose and I'm not saying his perception like him as a person I'm saying his messages okay it's it's the perception of the message and that can easily be twisted in a way where it's like um well, what do you mean by this and and the way he explains things a lot of times is not <laughs> helping Okay. The idea of where he's coming from, even though it may be from a place of, this is not what I mean, but I'm just going to say whatever the fuck I think. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, but you do know that this can be a conflict of interest for yeah. some people. Like, this is, and it's not to say that it matters what he's saying, but publicizing things to get people but to But let's be real, it does matter what he says because people are going to listen and people are going to react and whatnot, in a way. People are going to listen, but you have to remember that we have audiences more. that are a little bit more vulnerable and take things a little too literally. Exactly, that's why it does matter what he says and how he says it. It does matter. I, I understand that, but I'm saying like people of certain generations take things literally and they'll turn it into something more controversial than what it was intended to be now whether that ends up good or bad that's the that's the toss-up between what he's saying and projecting out in the world and how people are reacting like you're just putting out something to see how people react you don't know what reaction you're gonna get you know you don't know how people you know for goodness sake people are Crazy, crazy. Yeah. You don't know how people they are taking this and running with it. Come exactly. He's black, but what? No, exactly. And 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 that's I, the danger in words, because words can have a lot of meaning behind it, and absolutely. actions come afterwards. So. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of just playing devil, devil's advocate here. I'm not trying to disagree with what you're saying or anything, but um, in the sense of or regarding the. Not, I don't want to use perception again, but regarding what he said and how it was presented His and whatnot, message, yeah. the message, yes, I agree with you, but you can have good intentions behind anything, whether it's actions, words, mm -hmm. it does not matter what it is. And if the delivery is intended, you cannot control other people's delivery, no matter what you say, even if he were to just, even if he were to put Black Lives Matter on the t-shirt, you cannot control people's, how they choose to receive it. So while I still, uh, and I wholeheartedly agree with you, I'm just playing devil's advocate, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like he could have had great intentions behind it. Because even what I'm saying with how I, I explained it to you, 
we don't even fully necessarily know that that's the truth behind it. That's just where I took from it, and that's where it sounded like he was heading with the conversation when I, I watched the interview with him. And as good, much good intention he may have had, about, or he may have had bad, it doesn't matter, either or. Just because you had this intention does not mean that other people are going to realize that, and they may perceive it as something else. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things you can't really... Yeah, he's just one of those. You have to take it for what it is or how you take it for face value. And I, I can see the uproar. I can see why people are upset. Um, I personally, yeah, it's one of those things where I just, I guess like we talked about, I'm not going to internalize it. I'm not going to let it upset yeah. me personally. But I do think it's worth talking about. I do think yeah, it's worth the conversation. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think mainly because for people my age and a little bit older, and I guess this goes with the whole message that he's been sending since, you know, his his time from when he did, you know, his first album up to now. And these are two different people that we grew up knowing. Like me I always think this part of him was always in there, but I think he's definitely got a little more arrogant and cocky now <laughs> since understood. Days. And then like but for me, it's like this was never what I remember you as and like it's grown change. It yeah, and I understand that. It's just it, it was. It's just a different. It's it's a real different switch. Yeah, a lot for. I don't know. It's it's just different. It's different. I'm trying to understand it. I don't think I'll ever understand him. To be honest, I don't think anyone at does. this point. I don't think anyone could ever truly say they understand that man. Not even his his ex wife. <laughs> I do not wholeheartedly think anyone can truly understand what why he makes the decisions he makes. Or how he comes to those conclusions. Yeah, he's definitely someone that I think is creatively a genius in the in, in the sense of the word. Um, but he's also definitely got his faults and his downfalls and things to him that are his quirks, or the better way to put that, um, that that make him stand out and that make him a little bit different than yeah. your traditional creative. And all word in all regards to that, but right, I think that's interesting. Right. Um, Getting into banana talk, this probably won't take as long as the other topics. Nanner, nanner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> marrying for money. So let me pull up the post before I just start speaking um, out, of, <laughs> out of context or saying shit. Um, it's loading. I got you. Um, I don't even know how to actually say this girl's name, but Masika. Let me see. Masika. Her. Masika. Tweeted. Um, fuck what they say, marry for money and grow to love that man. Fuck marrying for love. Um, and then she proceeded to post about like Indian arranged marriages and said, I be talking shit a lot, I get it, but dead ass understand why arranged marriages is a thing. Before you we even get into this topic and discuss, <laughs> I do want to make this much of a statement. Forty to fifty percent of Americans get divorced. About four percent of arranged marriages get divorced. Which is a huge 40 to 50 to 4% is crazy to me. And in India, because arranged marriage is the primary way of marriage, there's not really traditional marriages in that culture, 1%, and I think this also, this 1% has to do with how women are shamed and treated and, and how you bring shame to your family if you, you, you get divorced and all those things. And that's why these marriages are 1%. I'm not sure. I can't speak on the aspect of like adultery in those situations where like people get killed and X, Y, and Z. But I genuinely believe that because there is that aspect of shame being brought to your family, 
that is why in India it is one percent for a divorce rate, which I didn't even know they had divorces there. Y'all know divorce lawyers, <laughs> but marrying for money. I always said that most people get married for money, anyways, and they don't even realize it. But I feel like a big reason, or something I hear often, and a lot of people say, like, I want to, or a specific person actually, uh, I had this conversation with recently, always says, I want to get married, I want to be able to buy a house, I want to do these things, and everything after the I want to get married falls up with some big ass that has like, or a big monetary value after it, and and, and especially here in California and LA, unless you're really doing something. The cost of living here is ridiculous. Even if you think you make great money, what is the average now? One hundred and fifty thousand dollars to live here comfortably. One hundred eight. One hundred eight now. One hundred eight to live here comfortably. Something like that. To have a comfortable. Yeah, something like that. Somewhere in that that range. Yeah, to have a comfortable as a single person to have a comfortable life. Yeah, single. Yeah, as a single person to have a comfortable life, live in a good area, have a, a decent car, and be able to have money on the side to not have to be paycheck to paycheck. Like, it is such a high cost living here. It really is hard for, I, I, feel, I always say this, that I feel like LA is for people in California in general. Well, I guess I'll speak to LA. I can't speak. It's that, and it's more so geared towards, or this is a good place for people that are our age, that are figuring things out, these things out because you work around them versus yeah. being older and living in this place and not being married. It's harder to hit these milestones like buying a house and whatnot. So, of course, you're going to get married so that you have double the income now and whatnot. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, I think the concept, and I've I've spoken to coworkers that are um, from um, from a certain country where arranged marriages are a thing, and you basically have no say mm-hmm. in a lot of things that you do as far as the women and it it just the things that I've heard from you know these people that that go through these marriages it's literally not for love and I hear a lot of them say like this is more of a friend than anything you know they don't touch each other they don't hug a platonic partner it is definitely all about the stability yeah and the foundation and I've heard in a way I think that makes it easier to be truthfully honest yeah but I but they have to still be loyal to that person though yeah you go outside of your marriage it's like you're shamed yeah you are disowned um but I can't believe arranged marriages actually happen in like the states though I feel like honestly I feel like and and correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like arranged marriages in the states are probably (laughs) no offense the white people being like his daughter's rich they're gonna marry her because we're rich and now we've got double the money <laughs> type vibe not yeah. like not like the average sally being like yeah you're gonna marry joe okay as your your mother and your father we told you, you're gonna marry joe type vibe you know what i mean yeah i'm pretty sure i know jewish people do it all the time yeah they marry each other like yeah. there's it's very rare that you hear somebody jewish like an uh, actual like, like traditional jewish family not even orthodox they can be even like they can just any range of jewish family most of the time they're marrying within that community that because culture, they yeah. cycle their money between each, each other, other. No, they like do. asians yeah no they do asians <laughs> will not do any other fucking business besides with other asians which is so funny we talked about this at work the other day especially because 
my boss as a black man going into these places and trying to make deals with the the Asian community oh, yeah. and the Indian community, these two cheap ass communities. These people won't do anything without a deal. These people won't do anything without the money first, and yada yada. It's like yeah. really trying to come to conclusions. It is. It's like that. It it's it's crazy. Would I personally marry someone just for money? I already don't want to deal with another person for the rest of my life. I need to at least like that you a little so bit. irritating. I And I've always had the mindset of getting my own money. I don't want yours. Yeah. I want you to have yours for sure. Yeah. But I want us to both have it. Not you have it and now I'm coming to take it from you, you know? Yeah. I think it's just, it's just not a way of happiness. And I think a lot of, and then this goes back to that conversation of generations that I just had a thought about older. that too. Yeah. They they don't think about happiness. happiness. They, oh, think about they think about foundation. They think about stability. No, my, yeah. my kids need to grow up in a home. They need to have a father. They need to have the mother. And while those things are great, a home or a house still be that broken. ain't happy on the inside is not worth it's still it. A broken home. You you create generational curses and generational trauma that just gets passed down and down and down when and you have that mindset. Behaviors. Absolutely. When I tell oh, you. As much as parents think they're hiding something from you, that very thing is the same thing you see in your children. It's a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. Whether you think you're hiding it or not, like, it's so many things that I've grown up to know. I'm like, wow, I'm just like my mom. I'm just like my dad with this. Like, this is where I get it from. And it's because I was raised in that environment to feel this way. And, or to think it's okay. And yeah. In ways that, or in things that aren't necessarily okay and things that we're trying to grow out of and yeah break it it's crazy it is and it's so funny because i was going to say the exact same thing and it goes back to that generational conversation mm -hmm. and, and we and i love that as a generation and a lot of people look at it now and they think well maybe we have too much autonomy over what, what we're going to do but i love that the generation i'm in right now as crazy and shitty as it can be sometimes i love that this generation prioritizes happiness prioritizes your own mental state over yeah, staying in a relationship that you don't need to be oh my people gosh. that and I've seen it I've seen it in real life experiences and my friends parents and stuff like that like I, I have friends parents that are married to each other because they had kids together and they didn't want to get divorced until their kids were old enough and now it's kind of like I'm just gonna deal with it because why the fuck am I getting a divorce at this age like you know and that that's such so a terrible mindset unhealthy. to sit and be unhappy in a situation but feel like well I have to stay in it and it's definitely that older generation that older yeah. crowd that definitely thinks in that manner and yeah. thinks I need to stay with this person even though they don't treat me right, even though they don't do what I need them to do or X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I had a conversation with somebody that was older, like in their 50s. And we were just, we were proud laughing, having fun, talking. We started talking about dating and you know who we date. And you know, I got comfortable with this person and so I was just expressing to them. I didn't tell them all my business, but I was just like, yeah, like I talked to a few people at the same time. Like, it doesn't mean like we're also active. Yeah. But, you know, just getting the vibe from different people, just getting to know somebody. Which is, and they were like, wrong. they were like, oh my gosh, why can't you just talk to one person? Like, you don't think that loyalty should just be. No. No. Why do I owe you anything until you prove to me that you are worth me being loyal to? I'm but not going to so up and dog you, but I'm not going to sit here and put the rest of my dating life on hold or my life in general on hold because we went on one date. Exactly. But <laughs> it's so crazy. When I explained this to this person, they were just so shocked. Like, 
how are you just able to just date different because I don't know how you have time, but well, <laughs> I don't, but I figured it out. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't, but I find time to hang out with you on a Wednesday night. That's it, that's, yeah, all I that's got true, that's true. Um, but I just I found it so interesting how defensive they got about oh my gosh, what if the other person feels away? Like, like did y'all talk about it? What if, he really about? if they ask, sure. Exactly. I said, if we what? have this conversation, then yeah, this can be a, oh, is this a serious thing? Are you taking this And serious? that's when, when I know it's serious, when I, we've had that conversation and we've taken that, exactly. that step forward to sit here and talk about exactly. what are our expectations? What are you looking for out of the situation? And that's serious. And that's such a normal conversation. That's a conversation that needs to be normalized. Because I feel like this generation definitely skips that phase. And when we skip that phase, I immediately think, oh, this ain't anything serious. No. This is just a hookup or a, a, I'll a, see a you fun thing. Yeah, type vibe. If we don't have a serious conversation about expectations and intentions behind something, then how could you no expect loyalty. to get anywhere? Why do I owe you any loyalty? Yeah. Especially because <laughs> most of these niggas are not out there. Oh, I went on a date with this girl the other night. Now I can't talk to her in the No, because if they go out with their homeboys tonight and they meet a cute girl, they're going to be like, right. What you going to date? I'm going to be <laughs> the last thing they're thinking about. Exactly. And I hope I hope I am the same way they're going to be the last thing I'm thinking about. Yeah. And it's not to say I'm cold hearted because anybody that I talk to or I'm showing interest in, I'm still interested in you. It's just I don't have the time to be in something serious to where I can give you my all. And... I think people that are older and they they hear about this multi-dating or multi-talking to different people, I'm expanding my horizons. I'm learning who I am. I'm learning things that I don't like from different people, whether that be an older man, somebody my And sometimes my you need to learn that lesson multiple times. To. Yeah, sometimes you... And, and I think that's the mindset, too, that fucks people. It is okay to learn lessons multiple times until they stick. Yes. Now, don't be stupid, obviously. Right. But if you need to experience something more than one time to realize, oh, no, this truly isn't something. And especially because sometimes you may not recognize in the beginning. You may think it's something else or attribute it to something else. Mm-hmm. And then realize that someone else is doing the exact same thing. And you're like, this person is. And that's a big reason. And I didn't even realize patterns. back then. It's a pattern. You learn patterns. Oh, you learn things. My goodness. You do. My last ex, Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> It was something I forgot what it was that I remember that he did, and I was just like, "Fuck, this is this has been a pattern. This is why this didn't work." Yeah, this is why this didn't work because the last person that I was with did this exact same thing, and this is what I just couldn't deal with. Yeah, and I'm gonna kind of tell you a little bit of details, but not too much. It was part of the my love language, mm-hmm. quality time. Yeah, I got to be with him but he wasn't there like present which like, is so I did not to me. feel his energy there that is so funny to me especially uh, it's just interesting to hear especially because I feel like you guys did a good job of making sure you were able to see each other considering you guys are in different places he wasn't present and though. even when you were physically with him you didn't feel like his presence I did not feel his presence and I literally had told him one day, I was like, or do you even want me to be here? Because I just feel like you're Somewhere here <laughs> and I'm over here, but we're next to each other. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, like, no, I really want you. But to I feel be. like you have to ask that question. It's, it's not a question worth it. Like, I, wanted to, I wanted to hear him say it That's because fair. I knew the I answer. Knew he wasn't gonna be I knew the answer. answer. 
No, I knew I wasn't looking for the right answer. I just wanted to hear him like confirm. What? I just needed my confirmation through <laughs> through voice. Voice. I feel you. And I knew it. And I just I just knew. I said, yeah. This, ain't this it. is not giving. Like he's doing everything else right. But that quality, like that is like that's how I knew that was my number one love language. Yeah. Because not only is quality time you being here with me physically, but mentally like, too. Men- mentally yeah. and emotionally, like be here with me, like engage in conversation with me. Don't just sit here, you know. And be here, you know? Just to be here. Yeah. And granted we did have the conversation, we would talk on the phone all the time, but together it was just kinda like Which is so weird. I hate when that happens yeah. when like the relationship through text and I feel like this doesn't happen very often. I feel like it's normally the opposite for me. I may feel like this person's not interested at all in text and then I'm in person with them. And it's like they're a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they actually do enjoy your presence. They actually seem like they're enjoying this. So yeah. you learn not to internalize it. But for you to experience it the opposite way, for you to be physically present here over the phone, but mm-hmm. not when we're physically together is crazy to me. I, I, and, I, and we talked about this previously on the podcast. You learn so much and you, you realize a lot mm-hmm. once you're no longer in a situation or relationship. You may not even realize what the problem was. You just knew this yeah. is the person for you. And later on, when you took yourself out of that situation mm-hmm. and looked back, you realize those patterns and the things that they did. And then you start to recognize this person also did this. And that's why I don't like them. And so it's okay to learn those lessons multiple times, especially if it ultimately benefits you in the long run. Mm-hmm. It may hurt the second and third time to have to learn the same motherfucking lesson. Mm-hmm. But one day you'll get it. Your ass going to learn. Yeah. And that's fine. Some people learn slower than others. Yeah. It's one of those things. Um, I read Juicebox. Juice box because I skipped juice box. We just again. got on juice box. I did all over the place. We did what? We did banana. No, we did peach to cream. What's the TT and then banana to Nanner nanner. Um, juice box is kind of simple. I just want. I saw this and I just want to get your thoughts on it. It says if your homegirl really oh, let me let me not fuck it up or botch it. Let me go find the goddamn thing. Um, ladies, if your homegirl really really likes a man but he does not like her and he wants you, is he off? limits i'm gonna let you answer first before i go um, <laughs> I, this topic is so close to home um because and i feel like it's also the answer would depend on the friend too and how they react you gotta know how people are and sometimes it's just not even worth it i just what i've learned from previous lessons that i've been a part of <laughs> tragically um because <laughs> i'm not perfect I know that, uh, and there's been past situations where this was kind of somewhat the situation. Um, yeah, for me, it's just off limits because okay. at no point do I want to interfere with what I, I just I I just refuse to put myself back in that situation. Or something similar to that because when I tell you that is the most awkward (laughs) and guilt trip feeling just for me maybe not for other people but for me I want no parts as much as they may be fine there's other fine <laughs> niggas in this world, trust. That's, That's all true. I can say. Plenty of fish in the motherfucking sea. It's plenty of niggas out here. And when I tell you, if you think it's not enough out here, go to another fucking state because there's more. <laughs> there is more. Maybe not joking. That part. There's a, a lot of... A lot of diseases going on out there. <laughs> but, but, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, 
my thought process around it i kind of look at it as does the because this is my first question does the girl that's interested in him know he's not interested in her before anything moving forward happens i would like to say this much and obviously and, and this is where i go to it depends on the person how they react and how they feel about it i think it's worth definitely worth a conversation with the person like the friend mm-hmm but I, I personally wouldn't, and maybe, and I, you, we always know how I am in situations. Like, I'm not really that like uptight about stuff like this. I not uptight. I guess it's not the right word to use. But I'm not as high strung about stuff like this. Um, I feel like if it's very clear that this person doesn't like me as much as I may like them, and and hmm. what we call him, I'm just calling. What? Hold on. Oh. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. Him. Oh. Yeah, like. You, it's very obvious, very clear that I like him. And if it was clear to me and he made it clear that he wasn't interested in me, but he was interested in you, I would not feel any type of way if you decided I actually like him too and you move forward with it. I'm not going to stand in the way of whatever could potentially be there for you um, and whatnot. And I think it also depends on how far these people got. You saying you're not the guy's not interested in the girl, but they've slept together or something like that? Oh, yeah, you're clearly off limits. But, like... If it's just one of those things where it's like nothing's gone, the, yeah. there's nothing that's gone beyond a conversation. I met this dude, I was interested, I saw him first, and I wanted him, and he still showed interest in you first. I don't, I don't know. I personally wouldn't like be mad. At least at you, I'd be like, damn, like he didn't want me. That's crazy. But I wouldn't be like, this bitch really talking to him. Like I wouldn't, I would never. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I guess I don't know. I think I'm just a territorial bitch. I think you know this yeah, about me. We know. I'm very territorial, and I've had this situation where. It wasn't even that I liked the person. It was just the fact that he wanted to talk to somebody I already knew. And I'm just like, why? Like, why do you, why? Why does it have to be somebody in my circle? And it's, and that's part of, and I'm trying to understand that's myself true. more so. Well, was there like why. a history there? It wasn't like a history. We just had, we talked for a little bit. Okay. But it didn't go beyond that. Like, we didn't. Okay. But, but it, was, it wasn't some, just one conversation. Like it's not like this is a random guy that the girl or that like, you picked first and he ended up not like you. This is like someone that you tried to pursue, in a way. But it it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. They didn't go beyond that. Like we never like went anything. We didn't do anything sexual or anything. Like it was just completely like just getting to know each other. But it was I, something about the guy wanting somebody else that is in my circle it just didn't sit right, right with me okay and it wasn't the fact that i liked them it was just is that territory ter- yeah that i literally felt like a pit bull like why the fuck are you <laughs> stepping on my territory this is my territory like why are you here okay. you know like why do you want somebody that territorial literally- in the sense of these are your friends or territory in the sense of i had him first and yeah i mean i have many more but you can't have him either both both <laughs> okay both. but literally but i'm being honest though like okay, now no, that i fair. think about it and reflect on it it was both it's like this is my friend and then like why 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 are y'all trying to pursue each other yeah. like i I just didn't understand that logic i definitely think there needs to be some time in between too it can't just be like oh i hopped from this bitch to this bitch but it was but it was uh, still like why I just don't understand. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around this. There's other bitches out here. Like, and there's other niggas. Why you want him? Like, why you want mine? <laughs> and it's not that he's mine. It's just like, it's literally like, I pissed on the fire hydrant. Why are you coming to piss back on some shit I already pissed on? Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. dogs do that to mark their territory. You don't piss on another dog's territory. 
Like though they do it all the time. But, I know, but, but like yeah. you know the principle. Yes, like I do know. I don't know. I I've had but, I don't know. I've had this struggle, and I just. But um, <sighs> knowing that that's how you feel about things like this, and this is what I mean when I say it depends on the friend. Knowing how you feel about situations like that, I would never put like I wouldn't I wouldn't even try. I would never do it to you because I yeah. know you don't like it. Versus I have other friends that don't give a single fuck. They'll be like, yeah, I tried. He didn't really want it. You want to go for it. I do it. I do it to my friend all the time. I tried. He didn't really want me. His type is white girls. You want to? <laughs> there you go. Um, or something like that. Or his, he, I'm, I'm just not for him. You want to? Go ahead. Um, and vice versa. Where maybe not necessarily the same way I just said it to them. But yeah. something happens and I you know, spoke to them. Hey, you and so-and-so used to speak whatever happened there were you guys like serious blah 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 blah. how do you feel about this and i think i'll always take my friend into consideration when those situations arise rather than acting first and then asking for forgiveness later i'd rather know in that situation like how do you feel about this you i wouldn't have to come ask a question i already know what your answer gonna be i'll be like okay it's not it's just not happening but uh that's crazy the more damn i was crazy bitch Um, (laughs) no but in all seriousness the more i think about it the more i'm like when it came to me doing the damage back and didn't realize that that's what i was doing i was like fuck this is really more of a territorial thing like than anything else i think and then when it happened my mindset was not all the way there and it's not an excuse to, to hurt somebody else at all. Um, and I completely hate that I did that to somebody. But just... You learn you grow. Yeah, just the thought of like the mindset I was in when, when it was all happening. I was just like, I know I can have this nigga like, type vibe. And I know that sounds so terrible. But like, and that was the mindset I had. Like, I like know if you I hit him up and was like, let's fuck right now, he'd pull up? Yeah. Like I well, maybe you should not really, right. you really wouldn't. I, if as a friend, I wouldn't want a nigga that I knew you could still call up and say let's fuck and he gonna pull up. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just I knew I could. I just knew I could have him. It was just, yeah, it wasn't worth pursuing. It wasn't at all. Like it, it just, uh, yeah, that was that was really un- unnecessary. I I would definitely take that. It back. is what it is. I would take that back for Pretty sure. Good. But I see, I feel like things like that, I would never take anything back that you learned from them. It's an experience. You learned. You learned, I did. You learned about oh, I yourself. Learned a good ass lesson. I'm very territorial and I just need to learn my boundaries with, or I have learned my boundaries with who I know somebody else has messed with versus who I feel like, you know, I kind of like had a thing for and. Try not to mix the two and get too personal with things, like, because I am territorial. Yeah. I feel like the world is just also way too small. So if I see someone I know follows you, I'm going to find out why. <laughs> someone that I'm close to follows why? How do you know this person? Just yeah. to make sure. Just make sure I cover my bases. Even if it's not someone I talk to on a regular, but I'm very cool with. And when we talk, it's like, yeah. we pick up right real Right. I'm still going to ask you the questions. Right. I'm going to make sure I do my due diligence before I do anything mm-hmm. crazy, before I do anything slick. Um, and I think that also, and we had talked about this with that, that, that one guy that I was communicating with for a little while and the people that he's friends with. No, um, we were, oh, you weren't there. Um, um, 
definitely not me really utilizing this mute button. This mute button has really been her best friend. Like, these last two episodes. It when has. I tell y'all, if y'all only knew what the fuck she just said <laughs> when she hit this mute button. <laughs> but see, even being so close to a situation like that, like, ugh, I, and that, that's exactly why I, I kind of pulled back and really thought about it. And we talked about it at some point, but pulled back and really thought about it was because I was like, and guys are different. They don't really internalize shit like that mm-hmm. or hold things in like that or care about shit like that. But I wouldn't want to ever be in a situation where it's like, I do get to this person because he's the one I actually want. Yeah. And now I was just previously, maybe not just, maybe it's years later. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to one of your, your friends, someone that's close to you and like your family at one point. Right. And now it, look, it looks kind of awkward and not sketch. Yeah, kind of sketch. And especially because I, I was like, I knew. I was like, this is not the person that's my if all be all if that person exists, which don't even get me started. But like, yeah. I knew this person was my if all be all. It was it would just been for fun for a little while. Maybe we would have dated for a little while, but it wasn't worth pushing. Yeah. On. Um. Oh my goodness! I have to add one more thing. Go for it. Go for it. We so, already had an hour fifteen. This is right. This y'all gonna get, get this episode. tea today. Y'all gonna get this that's tea not today. Like a two in one episode. I'm saying like. At least should be good for the next week. Because we're already 30 minutes I'm over. Saying, <laughs> but it just made me realize another situation. Even when I was younger, this pattern started with me being territorial. I think because you're an only child, too. So you're used to just having everything I to yourself. Know, that I know. That makes so much sense. And I'm not used to having everything to myself. I know. As spoiled as I was. I so think that's I, why I don't... I really wouldn't want to have a threesome with anybody. Really? I think so. Because I'm very territorial. Like, bitch, move. <laughs> Not bitch, but what if you like both the bitch and the nigga? Then you're good, right? No, as she long get, as they have no relationship. She's sharing what I some good. Okay, so what if? Okay, so what if you have no relation to either of the two people? What if you're a third coming into their situation and would you still? That's different. Okay, so would you have three some in that respect? Probably. Like be a unicorn. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And then again, if the nigga fine enough, I might be like, damn, bitch, why you get them all by yourself? Like, <laughs> so why can't it just be me? <laughs> I feel like if they're having threesomes at that point, they've been together for a while. I'm not having a threesome with the dude I'm only been dating for three months. I need to make sure I. Yeah, it would definitely have to be. Uh, it would have to be planned. Yeah, and they, I'm sure anyone that brings in a unicorn, or maybe not, I'm sure there's people that don't, but for most people that bring in a unicorn, They've probably been secure enough in their relationship for a decent amount of time and been wanting yeah. to have a threesome, and now it's time. Like, they got the opportunity to. Yeah. Bitch, you made me lose track of what I was about to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Rewind back to high school. Oh, my goodness. When I had my first breakup. Bye. That heartache. Yeah, my sweetheart. Did you cry during your first heartbreak? I did. Ooh, I, I boo-hooed. I boo-hooed in front of my family. It was bad. <laughs> oh, no. They didn't know was I was crying. Oh, no, no, they no. They didn't no. know And I don't even fucking cry. That's how you know it was bad. Yeah. And my first. <laughs> yeah. I I cried for a couple hours, then it up. Oh no. It was days, months. I was months? I my was, second love or my first love, but the second serious relationship I'd ever been in, that was the one where I cried for months. When I tell you I was heartbroken and you know what drove you know what motivated what the fuck? <laughs> serious you know, understand. <laughs> you know what motivated me to act on this pattern of habitual behavior of being territorial? Mm-hmm was I was emotionally motivated to prove that I can be over something or I think it was a proving to myself and to the other person that no, I don't just have to focus on you. I can focus on somebody you know and you talking as fucking that was the literal most toxic thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth. I know. (laughs) It's no judgment. In all seriousness 
It is terrible. It was so terrible. My <laughs> mindset of thinking that I'm getting back at this nigga because he broke my heart. And, and he really probably ain't even thinking about it. No, definitely not. I mean, at this point, I I don't even know him anymore as an adult. Like, I don't I don't know who he is. Yeah. Like, I only know him as a child. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, or a teenager. So, I don't know any whereabouts of this person. But, I mean, besides social media, but social media is... Anyways, I don't know him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It just reminded me, it reflected on when that started. And it. I think it starts with my emotions because I am such a hard lover. And when I really love somebody or when I really feel for somebody. Oh, he was your first love? He was. He was. Uh, that makes that makes sense about the months. Yeah. As well as like a couple oh, yeah. hours. You have the first guy Even I was ever seriously years, with. Actually, oh. it was on and off. Like, oh, yeah. That's how every say. other year I would be like, fuck. Like that hurt <laughs> every other year. No, it'd be like that. I was in a, a relationship, like the, what, my first like serious relationship. We were on and off yeah. for about a year and a half until finally we were we were done. But when I tell you, it took so long to get to that point. I think that's mm-hmm. also why I was only crying for. I never cried for any of the other breakups. That final breakup, I think I cried one because he just said some really hurtful things, and two because I know I was like this is it. Because even if he, I would take him back. I shouldn't, and I know better than to take it back again. I know better, especially after what you just said to me, the words that left your mouth or you wrote over a text, whatever. Like, that's not shit I'm gonna let go, and I don't. And, and, and those things I will hold on to and internalize because they'll make they'll keep me from making a shitty decision again by taking you back and stuff like that. <laughs> that's so funny because I think that's something he would say, not something I would say. Gotcha. Because. I definitely did more damage than he did. You, you were spiteful, and I, yeah. And then the the when the damage was done, I was upset, and then that is what led to the emotional. That's because you probably felt guilty. Yeah, I did. Too, yeah. I felt stupid. It just didn't help nothing, but <laughs> made me feel like I needed to sink in a deeper hole <laughs> and just never come out. And Aww. now that I reflect on it, I'm just like, why the fuck would I do some stupid but, shit like that? And now, I know. I know for a fact, even to this day, he probably was like, "Why the fuck? What kind of person was, was this? Yeah, were you with like me? Time? Like, I know he was probably even now. He's probably like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you this conversation has happened where somebody has asked him, "Oh, would you date your ex again? Hell no. He probably <laughs> say, I know he would say hell no because obviously I'm I'm a lot more mature now with. A lot of things and I still have a lot to, a lot of things to grow on and learn about about myself but <laughs> here is where you grew at though because you, you could have said a lot of nasty things to Memphis and you didn't you chose no. to move forward no and just let it go I have yeah I have nothing bad to like I really have no bad things to say about any of my exes um no, maybe, I don't think any of my exes could say anything bad about me what would they say what would they say? I really want to know. And I mean that in the nicest and most humble way possible. What would you fucking say? None of them. None of them could actually say that I did anything or did any ill things to them or didn't treat them well or any of those things. Like, there's nothing I can honestly think of. And maybe that's just me not recognizing my own flaws. I'm sure they can have little things. But, like, no one could ever truly say that, like, I harmed them or I did anything to them or I didn't take care of them or I wasn't available to them or I wasn't a good person to them overall. 
Mm. I'm trying to think. I ain't got that many exes, but between the two like serious exes that I actually recognize as exes, there is nothing. Well, I mean, I guess actually, like, there's one thing that they would probably both say, or at least I know the second one would say, is that I wasn't always emotionally available for them in the sense of when I was going through a lot, I didn't always communicate it to them. I internalized it, and then I would distance myself instead of confiding in them mm-hmm. but that's not something i feel like you could say and this is why or maybe they could this is why i left you or this is why i broke up with you maybe they could say that but it's not something i feel like they would tell the whole world and be like if if they want to why do you oh because she wasn't emotionally available like that's not something i think that they would say per se hmm. i think it would be my attitude towards certain things a little attitude like, like, I, they make the shit last no, no, is no, that no, what you're no, saying no 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 like mine's like <laughs> I've been told I was mean. And I'm like, dang. Like, I don't feel like I'm mean. I just feel like I just don't tolerate certain shit. Yeah. Like, but it's how people perceive it. And you may it not is. have been intending it to come is. across as mean, but they perceived it as you being mean and they took it that way. It is. Yeah. But, oh my gosh. I cannot believe we been like an hour. And I know. Dying. We still got the dirty little secret, but I'm going okay. to read through it. And it's not long. Go ahead, dirty, right, dirty. <laughs> um... Says I play little games when I masturbate. <laughs> it's the way it starts off. This is not what I thought she meant when I read it afterwards. I thought she literally. You said games. wonderful. I said whatever. I just thought she meant like real um, games, <laughs> not what she wrote. But anyways, says I live at home with my family still. Dad and my four older brothers. Sometimes even their girlfriends are over. My sex drive is pretty high, so I masturbate nearly every night unless I'm with a guy. Most nights I just masturbate when everyone is asleep or out, but on occasion I will play little games, like masturbating with my door unlocked in the middle of the day, trying to be as quick as possible before someone eventually barges into my room. Sometimes at night I'll see how loud I can get before I hear someone get up and make a noise. I'm going to make a comment about that. Um, Or when everyone is out, I'll masturbate in the living room, hoping no one comes home early. It's quite fun. And a good thrill to make little games for myself. It keeps masturbating interesting. How loud you can get? I don't feel like I make any sounds when I masturbate. So are you literally screaming? <laughs> I don't like, make sounds. I don't make. I mean, I make sounds when I'm having sex, but not when I'm masturbating per se. Like mainly because I know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so who am I making noises for? Uh, now you're just asking for attention. I mean, maybe she, like, genu- some people genuinely just make more. noise like they can't help it, but like. I'm not that type of person. Like, even if I'm having sex with somebody, like, I, I don't make noises. Like, you like wouldn't a, know unless the bed. Not a moan? Not okay, a maybe every now and then. Okay, a moan yeah. is gen- like, But I'm not. Screaming? I'm not, yeah. I'm not here just. Ah! <laughs> like, I don't know. Also, it's her saying the living room couch killed me. Um, so Why is she know- on the couch with it? That's where everybody sits. Nasty, yeah, she got her butt naked ass on there. Um, I was gonna ask you, is there any weird places that you use your vibrator or are you masturbated? No, it's always my bed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Always. Okay. Um <laughs> why are you contemplating on sleeping in my bed now? No 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 no. no. I, was, <laughs> I do clean my shit. No, I was thinking of crying <laughs> worry about you. Do what you do, it's your bed. Um I had an answer to the question, but you didn't say any, so I'm not going to get mine. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? You're not going to say yours? The craziest places. Um, I, I, none of these people will listen to it, so I'm just going to say in a backyard on a hammock. The 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 fences on the sides like covered everything. We couldn't see. The people next, I'm not going to give too much 
context. Why? I'm just saying, Why the handmade? It was like, I wanted to find, like, if there was a thrill in it. And it was kind of a thrill. Um, I wanted to try, I heard another podcast to talk about this, about masturbating on a plane. And so I had to try this. You tried so this? So look at me like this. Um, Was yes. somebody next to you? No, no, no. Whoa. Not in the seat of the plane. I definitely went to the bathroom. Um, a whole process, first of all. Because you have to be you able to be in a certain position. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said a whole process. Shit, this being. I fucked the bathroom. I was more so concerned about how long I was in there. And I was like, oh my God, I can't be too long. Because other people need to use bathroom. But this also, it's a plane. There's like at least two other bathrooms on this goddamn plane. Like, you gotta take a shit. Yeah, and then I'm gonna take it. Or if I'm playing six, so I'm over here puking my guts out. None of the shit. Right. The, I would say the hardest part about this was not having a visual to look at, which proves how visually stimulated most people are. I'm very visual. I'm very visual as well, and so I was like, I have, I'm in the, I'm in the air. <laughs> I don't think Literally. any of those porn websites are gonna work. No, this far up in the air, so. You're better use your imagination, and I really had to use my imagination. Um, it was just, it was a lot going on in that bathroom, but it worked. And I was like, I don't necessarily think I would ever do this again, but it was kind of like a one of those things where it's like you get to say that you did it type of vibe, mm-hmm. kind of like the Mile High Club, getting to say you fucked in a plane. Which unless you got a private plane, where are you fucking? And it don't count as Mile High <laughs> if the peen don't enter fingers and all this other shit. Yeah. Of course you can get away with that. You're sitting in a running other, you're under the same blanket for God knows what. Like you can right. get away with that. But actually fucking on a plane, unless you got a private plane, baby, please let me know how you both fit in the bathroom. <laughs> you must be some skinny ass. Baby. And please let me know how nobody knows. <laughs> right. Because what? Because that, most likely that plane is full. Uh, yeah. All the way up to the bathroom. Unless there this was during COVID. Unless this was COVID or some shit and there was four people on the plane mm-hmm. and you two of y'all took your happy ass to the bathroom. But mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That was the, that was the dirty little secret for this week. Um, Good shit. Good shit. We're almost literally, we'll probably, by the time I end this and wrap it up, it'll be an hour and 30 minutes. That is two episodes because our episodes are supposed to be around 45 minutes. You guys are getting a double long episode. So, but y'all got some real good shit. Up no, here. that was a great episode. So, we I will say that. about some shit. I didn't um, even mean to. And this outline was put together and literally and scrambled like, like eggs. Literally <laughs> in like two minutes. So, I'm scrambled actually really proud of it. <laughs> um, I am with the caramelized onions. I am. Some seasoning, you know, little extra spice in there for y'all. Some um, <laughs> um, if you guys want to send us any dirty little secrets, feel free to share them with our the signs are out at gmail.com email address. Um, always anonymous. We'll never out you. Please share. Please share. We'd love to hear it. Um, and if you guys want to follow us on social media, the signs are out on Instagram, and then our personal Instagrams are at <laughs> t underscore lej and am or am however you want to say it. I always spell it out for y'all though, but they're always in the description below. Um, so feel free to click that link. Um, and yeah, this has been another episode of a this great episode. Oh, excuse me. A great, phenomenal, fantastic. Let me tell you, y'all get an hour at 30 roses, of our roses. time. <laughs> I know, especially because it's late as fuck and we've both been at work all day. Because so. I'm not as bitch sleepy. I am sleepy and I still got to drive home. But um, yeah, it was it was a great episode. I'm not mad at all. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this has been another episode of The Stallions Are, are Out. out. Bye. Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>